0: Welcome to this episode of Catching Knowledge, where we want more than just fishing knowledge, we want catching knowledge. Today we have another good one. Tom Wynn is a former bass tournament fisherman and now fishes professional walleye tournaments. He points out how bass and walleye are similar fish in many ways. He's a really nice guy and he's a lot of knowledge. But before we get started, I'd like to give a shout out to this episode's sponsor, Frasher Foundation Repair. They do foundation repair, basement waterproofing, concrete repair, gutter installation, crawl space repair, and egress windows all over the Midwest. If you need your foundation fixed, they're the ones to call. I also know that people at Frasher are super nice and helpful, but most importantly, they're honest. You can get a free estimate today. Call one 950 2092 So that's one 950 2092 you should also check them out on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you to Frasher Foundation Repair for sponsoring this episode. Today I'd like to welcome Mr. Tom Hwin to this episode of Catchy Knowledge. Tom is a professional walleye angler, but also fishes for bass. Tom Sieberg, who I just interviewed one episode ago, connected me with Tom. I'm excited to learn from him. Welcome, Tom. Thank you. So let's get started with the questions. How and where did you start fishing?
1: I guess when I very first started was on the farm pond down in uh, Arkansas, where I'm from. I, I live in the Minnesota, like the Fargo, North Dakota, Moorhead, Minnesota area now, but grew up fishing in Arkansas uh, as a little kid, just with my grandpa on the pond banks and things like that. And yeah, that's, that's how I started.
0: Minnesota is pretty different from Arkansas.
1: Yeah, slightly. Um, About maybe, let's see, a good 50 degrees. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it's quite a bit colder up here. No ice fishing down there. I don't ice fish up here. I just can't bring myself to do it. Uh, Quite a bit different, but, you know, it's a good place to live. There's a ton of lakes up here, so.
0: Yeah. Can you tell the listeners what you mainly fish for?
1: Now I mainly fish for walleyes. Like I, for the past year and a half, I started walleye fishing, and before that, I was just all about bass. Like it was, it was just largemouth bass, smallmouth bass, and then I registered for a walleye tournament because my bass tournaments got canceled because of COVID and had barely fished for walleye before that, but then ended up winning my first tournament that I entered. And then after that, I just had to make sure that what I was doing wasn't a fluke. So I just kept on with the walleye thing for now.
0: So you won your first walleye tournament you ever fished?
1: Yeah, I did. It was a, a professional level team event and i yeah just long story short i i updated my boat with the best electronics and i was like okay i'm going to if i'm going to spend the money on this i'm going to learn how to use my electronics i'm going to break down the lakes differently and yeah i just went into it and really that first walleye tournament i went into i Went into it like I was looking for where the big bass were, really. And I, I learned that bass and walleye are a lot alike. And that's how I've been able to do what I've done in the last year and a half.
0: So, uh, Tom Seaver said you fish with bass baits for walleye.
1: Yeah, I fish with bass baits quite a bit. I mean, walleye and bass are both very predatory fish. and Walleye have even bigger teeth. I mean, walleye actually have teeth. So you think about that, they're going to, they're more vicious than a bass. So in my mind, it's like for years now, I've always wondered why traditional walleye fishermen don't use the baits we use for bass. So yeah, I mean, big crankbaits, big swim baits. Yeah, things you typically use for bass, you can definitely catch some monster walleyes.
0: So what do you literally just use like a Texas rig or a drop shot for walleye?
1: I have thrown tubes at walleyes and uh, they do work. But, and yes, you're right, Texas rigging in, in essence a tube. Most of my bass techniques are moving. Like a lot of times I'll throw a big crankbait, or a big six-inch, seven-inch swim bait and slow roll it through there to get a walleye's attention. And then if I get his attention and he doesn't bite, and then I'll throw back with an actual bass jig with, you know, like a craw trailer or something like that. Because up here in Minnesota, there's a lot of crayfish in these lakes, and that's their one of their primary food sources. So when you're dragging one of those jigs with the craw, Trailers, on it. I mean, they'll come pick it off to the bottom just like a basswood out of the grass.
0: Now you mainly fish walleye tournaments. Can you tell us about the time where you fished bass tournaments?
1: Yeah, I mean, when I fished bass tournaments, it was like all across the South—Texas, Florida, Arkansas, um, Virginia, up all the way up to New York, even. And when I fished Bassmaster Opens. I just jumped into it. Like I didn't have a boat until like maybe six or seven years ago. And I'm, I'm 42 years old now, but I didn't get my first boat till then. And I'd never been in a boat before that. And my dream as a, as a kid, when I was younger than you was to go fish Bassmaster tournaments. So I was like, okay, I'm a little bit older to be getting into this. So I went, I registered straight into the Bassmaster Opens gave it a go for about three years. And yeah, it was, it was tough. I mean, fishing gets 250 boats in every tournament and uh-huh. that that's hard to do, especially when you're fishing against a lot of local guys, but it was, it was fun. It was a good experience. I learned a lot. And then now I've transferred a lot of that knowledge over to walleye tournaments.
0: What are some differences from those tournaments besides, the fish species. Are there different limits in your live well? Or is it pretty much a no, same?
1: most all bass tournaments are
0: five fish. And the only
1: tournaments are five fish, yes. And then and you're weighing your biggest five fish per day. The, yeah. I guess the biggest difference is in most walleye circuits you can use live bait. And in bass tournaments you cannot use live bait at all. So that's one difference, yeah, I, otherwise they're very similar before a tournament. I, before a bass tournament or a walleye tournament, I'm equally as nervous, so that's all all the same there.
0: do you oh yeah, do you use live bait that often?
1: I have it at all times uh, in walleye tournaments, and because if the you know what I'm typically using, if they will not commit to it, and they're just not that aggressive i will switch and utilize live bait it's a nice option to have in the boat there's a tournament circuit out there now for walleyes even where you can't use live bait and it it has my interest so when they get back on track and uh, i might consider going to fish that circuit
0: what kind of live bait do you use pretty much anything
1: in a tournament i'll have i'll have minnows um depending on the time of year is dependent. you know what kind of minnows i have depends on that but minnows night crawlers leeches i'll keep it all because i you know there there's times when they prefer one thing over the other for whatever reason i don't know but it's good to have options
0: do leeches live in lakes i've never
1: yeah they do yep they do and up here in minnesota like they there's a lot of your natural big lakes and then there's other small ponds all around uh the shallow ponds are actually where uh leeches get trapped and i just learned that within the last you know last year or two a couple buddies of mine went out leech trapping and yeah it's crazy they just it's a small three four five foot deep little ponds and they go trapping starting in may typically and yes big lakes too like i fished a tournament on the lakes this year and the walleyes i was catching and putting in the boat were throwing up hundreds of leeches in the boat it was weird so <laughs> uh uh-huh.
0: i've been to leech lake but i haven't fished
1: there. have you yeah it's a big lake it's a yeah. big it's a pretty intimidating lake i um It happens to be my favorite lake, just because that was where my first turn, my first ever wally tournament that we fished, we I won, and then that was in 2020, and then last year, same tournament, same circuit, uh, we won that tournament again. So we won two years in a row on Leech. So hopefully this year can be number three. If you ever come back to Leech, you have to let me know, and then we'll go catch catch some fish.
0: Awesome, thanks. Yeah, when I was just looking at it from the shore and saw how big it was and how much current there was, I was like, how the heck does anyone catch a fish out of here?
1: Mm-hmm. It's huge. It is giant. Like, if if I didn't have electronics on my boat, I'd go out there fishing. I'd get lost. There's no way I'd probably make it back to where I started. so big.
0: Yeah. What's the key to being successful in walleye tournaments?
1: Mm, I guess the key is put your time in. Put your time in on the water. Be out there fishing as much as you can. But I guess before that, put yourself in a position where you can put that time on the water. You know, not all of us can go out and spend a ton of time on the lake. But, you know, work hard when you're young. And then, you know, you can make that time for yourself.
0: Tom said you own a nail salon.
1: Yeah. I have, I have a few. That's what I've been doing for twenty-two or twenty-three years. I've owned and I work in the nail salons when I'm not when I'm not on the lake. That's what I do. When you asked me how to be good at Wally tournaments is because I was good at nails and I'm able now to step away from my job in the summer. And put that time in on the water. So it doesn't matter if it's fingernails or what it is. You just have to find something you're good at and that you like. And do that no matter what anybody tells you. When I started doing nails, I was 19 years old. A lot of guys, a lot of my friends gave me a hard time. But one thing I say now. (laughs) So you got to just do something you're good at and do something that you like.
0: Do you fish with walleye baits too? besides a bass base, baits, or is it mostly bass baits you fish with?
1: Okay, there's a lot of walleye crankbaits out there that people troll with and things like that. Like trolling crankbaits, I probably own 10 different walleye crankbaits, and that's a very low number. I'm just telling you, like if you look in a, any other pro's boat, they literally have probably 50 to 200 crankbaits in their boat during trolling tournaments. It's it's unreal. But I have the least amount. I'll tell you this, I have the least amount of tackle in my boat that anybody does. And it's just because keep it basic and there's certain baits I have confidence in and I use those. If I start putting too much stuff in the boat and then I don't have confidence using that stuff. Catching fish is a lot of confidence in what you're throwing and what you're using. So I have a very few walleye baits.
0: Walleye baits look like bananas.
1: Yeah, <laughs> look like bananas. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's probably that's why I say too. Um, uh, you probably for me, I'd probably catch as many fish on a walleye bait than I as I would a banana. So that's why I don't <laughs> use them. <laughs> uh, there's
0: actually a YouTube video I want to watch here soon. It was a guy catching a fish on a banana. Oh really? yeah I'm
1: gonna watch that here soon yeah i might I might have to try that if it, if it works out
0: mm-hmm. yeah what are some of your favorite baits?
1: Uh, my favorite baits, like I said i like I like plastic swim baits from the little little bitty two inches to the to the giant six and seven inches. They come bigger than that, but swim baits there's nothing like a good. Swim bait bite and jigs with a crawler type tail. Thought I had one, right? Like this kind of. Ah, so. Like that. I just had it laying here. It looks like a nether egg. It is. It exactly is a nether egg. It's a stand-up jig head.
0: Head, yeah.
1: Yep. So. Yep. That's one of my favorite things to use. Is tied on all the time.
0: Do you also use bass rods or do you use walleye rods?
1: My spinning rods can go either way. My spinning rods can be used either for walleye or bass. And I guess, to be honest with you, I've used my bass rods for walleye fishing all the way up until this year. So, and then my bait casting, my bait casting rods are all bass rods, but I use those in my walleye tournaments.
0: Do you ever use a frog rod anymore?
1: Well, I no, I don't. They're too stiff. They're too heavy. Too heavy of an action. But I do use my frog rod quite a bit still when I'm bass fishing.
0: Uh, what are some of your favorite colors?
1: Dark. Anything dark. Boy. Green. Pu- green. Green pumpkin. Green pumpkin magic and black June bug. A lot of those. Dark. Colors black is getting to be one of my favorite colors.
0: I like black and blue a lot.
1: Mhm. Black and blue is good. Yeah. Black and blue is uh it's a it's a favorite in Florida. Florida fish love black and blue for some reason.
0: Do so they actually fish it for Okeechobee craw color in Florida? Or
1: do they be... fish it? Yeah. Yeah, they do. That's where that's where it started down Okeechobee on uh, the North Shore or the. North shore of Okeechobee, there's a bait shop there and they, yeah, I think they're the ones that came up with Okeechobee craw color, if I'm not mistaken. But they're, yeah, no, you're, that's where it came from.
0: What brand of rods are you using?
1: At the end of last year, I probably had three or four different brands of rods in my boat, just years past using them and, you know, liking them. And then after last year with, I had a very good year and a half, I won, we won the team championship and team of the year and i got second place in the nwt tournament and because of that quick i guess success i was fortunate enough to get approached by a couple of rod companies to test the rods and they were all good but there's one company that sent me their rods and right out of the right out of the rod tube when i opened it and held it i it just felt right i'm at the point where i can use whatever i want i guess i'm trying to say But this rod felt perfect, and it's a newer company, and it's a a Rosemore. I have them right here too, really. So it's a Rosemore rod. Rosemore Outdoor Gear is who makes it, and they are out of Minnesota here. But I'm telling you, it's the best feeling rod I've ever used. Easy, and I used it completely. I had one rod. They sent me. They sent me two rods. One I gave to my team partner one I kept, and I used one rod through the entire National Wally Tour Championship last fall, and you can see that on the episodes. They have three episodes out, and I'm using that rod the whole entire time.
0: So, do they make, like, bass rods?
1: Do they make bass rods? Not yet. I know they're working on on getting uh, some developed, but As far as if you're, you know, like the bait cast rods, not yet. But the spinning rods, yes, you can use them for walleye or bass. They have different actions you can choose
0: from. Yeah, that looked like a pretty nice rod.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if you ever get up here and leech lake or wherever, come up here, just let me know and we'll go and you can, I'll give you one of these to, to try.
0: Nice. What part of Minnesota are they in?
1: Rosemore Rocks. Yeah, yeah. They're down in uh, down near the southern part of Minnesota. Down near the right outside of the cities, I believe.
0: I'll still look them
1: up. Yeah, yeah. Rosemore Outdoor Gear. Yeah, I just met him and his dad at Lake of the Woods Team Championship. That's when I first met those guys. Super nice guys, and uh, that's where I first met them. And then, yeah, now I'm part of their team.
0: I drove through Fargo and Moorhead on the way to fish with another guy I interviewed. His name's Gary. I forget which episode.
1: Yeah, it's it's just big enough. Like, it's big big enough for business. Business is good. And it's also small enough where it's not like, you know, your big town in Minneapolis and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's it's a pretty decent – it's a nice place to live. It's all right. But hopefully next year I'll be living about twenty miles out of town on the water. That'll be nice.
0: Do you have any favorite fishing stories or experiences?
1: Yeah, I guess I do. I haven't I haven't told this one before on an interview, but when I was a kid I was probably 10, mm, ten, eleven. My brother was probably six or seven years old and we were in Florida and you know, my dad Took us to Florida, and you know we were staying right there on the beach. And one side's the beach, other side's the river where the river flows into the ocean. So it's freshwater, saltwater mix. But we wanted to go fishing, so my dad rented a boat. And my dad, you know, he he doesn't he doesn't know how to swim. Okay, and I'm like ten, barely could swim. My brother, he was the youngest of all of us, but he he is probably the best swimmer. But he was he was little and so my dad agrees to rent this boat and we go out on the on this river little tiny boat we're going through and all of a sudden we start fishing and he turns the motor off we start fishing catch a fish and then we go to move to another spot and the boat wouldn't start it wouldn't move and we were stuck there so my dad thought there was um seaweed Or something wrapped around the prop i don't know what he thought but he's like and he can't swim so he's like i'm gonna go check it out and try to figure it out so he takes the anchor rope and he ties it around his waist and he he's like all right i'm gonna jump in and see if i can figure this out and my brother and I were scared, you know, we're like, okay, dad can't swim, but he's leaving us here with the life jacket. And so my dad, you know, it took him like 30 minutes to get the courage to jump over the side of the boat. And then when he went in the water, it wasn't because he wanted to, he, he slipped and he fell in the water and he starts flailing around and stuff like that. I shouldn't be laughing, but it's funny. He he started flailing around and stuff and uh, he, his head was underneath the side of the boat. And the next thing we know, he's like, he stands up, and his, his knees were at the edge of the boat. That's how shallow it was. <laughs> we were on a sandbar. He's almost drowned in that short of water. But, I mean, it was just funny. Like, that's our favorite fishing story, even though it had nothing to do with catching fish.
0: It would be kind of scary if you don't know how deep it is.
1: No, it was scary. It was scary. You couldn't see the bottom. So, it, it was just funny. Like, we... we just looking back at it now, how stressed he was to jump in, and it was literally not even knee-deep.
0: Glad it turned out okay. What kind of fish did you catch earlier that day?
1: Uh, we caught a little stingray, a little little guy by about 10 inches, 10 inches wide, and I think we caught a couple of sheep's head, but nothing, nothing big. My cousin, though, caught his hammerhead from the actual beach one time, though, when we were over there.
0: How did you – Unhook a Stingray.
1: Carefully. Hmm. Actually, I think we've cut the line. I don't think we messed with it. <laughs> Three guys from Arkansas, we saw something like that, and we were scared we were going to die. So we didn't mess with it.
0: <laughs> Smart. Do you have any other stories?
1: Uh, I got a lot of stories, but I don't know. This whole year and a half has been a quite the story for me. But I got too many.
0: All right. <laughs> do you have any advice for me as a young fisherman?
1: Yeah. Fish as much as you can right now, but I think my best advice was earlier. You're young now, but yeah, once you get out of school and go to college and stuff, find something you want to do and be good at it, be successful at it. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as you like it, you can be successful at it. And then you can pursue this head on once you get established. A lot of people start young and which if they can good, but it's, it's an expensive sport to be in. It's the only sport as a professional that you have to pay to be in, which is weird to me, but yeah, that's it. Just time on the water. As much as time you can be out there now, do it. But later on put yourself in that position so you can be out there
0: all right time for some rapid fire questions you should be quick okay all right braid mono or fluorocarbon
1: braid tied to fluorocarbon
0: so is that look like a blood knot or
1: i use a uni knot uni uni all
0: right favorite fish to eat
1: uh walleye or crappie
0: biggest fish you ever caught
1: Biggest fish just right out of the Red River here in town between Fargo and Moorheads, Red River. I went out there and caught a 19 pound catfish just from shore, just from fun. Um, wow, that's it. That's my biggest catfish.
0: Yeah. Was that like a channel cat?
1: Was a channel, yep. Yeah.
0: Um, smallest fish you've ever caught?
1: Um, probably that big snagged with the crankbait a shad
0: (laughs) wow one time i caught a bass and i was like this big
1: yeah those are fun my stepdad him and i went to fish a big bass tournament in uh alabama two years ago and he was using a popper a topwater popper and i don't know why but the popper was like no, uh, probably that big. And a bass that big came up and ate it and he caught it and have pictures. It's crazy. This it was way smaller than the crankbait.
0: Wow. Favorite bait to fish with.
1: A uh, swim bait.
0: Manicures or pedicures?
1: Um uh, pedicures.
0: Is that hands or feet? I can't feet. remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, talking
1: salon. I'm talking salon wise, way more. <laughs> um, we we hardly do any natural nail manicures anymore. It's all artificial nails or gel polish. Ah, uh,
0: so I can't say know much about that.
1: Yeah, well, mom can tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, time for our last question. If you could go anywhere in the world, what would your dream catch be?
1: Um, for fishing, I would like to go to the Amazon. River or the Congo, and just to catch one of those monster freshwater fish, you know, like the, one of those giant catfish or something, you know, just it'd be it'd be fun somewhere in the jungle.
0: If I remember right, there's like tiger fish or whatever in the Congo.
1: Yeah, 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 There is those big teeth, uh, yeah. the river monster. Jeremy Wade shows. That's I, I want to go fishing or fishing I in the jungle.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Catching Knowledge. I'd be very grateful if you subscribed, wrote a review, or left a rating. I'd like to thank Tom Wynn for doing the interview. And I'd like to thank Tom Seabird for connecting me to Tom Wynn. I'd also like to thank Frasher Foundation Repair one last time for sponsoring this episode. That's all for now. Catch you next time on Catching Knowledge.